Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again virtually with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? It's the grand final. I am on top of the world. I'm so excited to be the scorekeeper for this amazing match. It is a historic event, to be sure. Yes, today is the grand final of our Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions. All of our Previous episodes have been leading up to this culminating moment, and we are so excited to bring you this event here today. And as you just heard, our composer-in-residence, Mason Cook, has composed this souped-up theme of Trivia Over Tea, specifically for the Tournament of Champions, and then today's theme was specifically for the Grand Final, and so we thank him for his hard work in doing that. And so... Now, let's meet our grand finalists. First, we have Matthew. Hello. Once again, I am Matthew. So thrilled to be here. Uh, The pressure is, the stakes are on. The pressure is high. It's going to be fun. I have my Earl Grey iced tea at the ready. Um, Let's do it. I'm coming to you once again from Houston, Texas, uh, as a composer lyricist, and I am just ready to do the thing. It's going to be great. Fantastic. And we also have Sophie. Hello. I'm so excited to face off a good friend, Matthew, today. Um, I feel like my whole life has been leading up to this moment. So let's see how it goes. Can't wait. It definitely has. Well, thank you both for being here once again. And just like our regular shows, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so let's get right to it. Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one is the round that will start us off with five questions, each of them multiple choice. Please pick the right answer or try to. (laughs) Don't pick the one that you think might be wrong. And um, each question here is worth 10 points. Thank you for the clarification, Carter. All righty, Matthew, you are up first. Are you ready? I'm going to do my absolute best to pick the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Question one. Which of the following musicals was not choreographed by Bob Fosse in its original run? A. Chicago, B. A Chorus Line, or C. Pippin? It was A Chorus Line. That was Michael Bennett. That's correct. Legendary fact. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't have that written down. I was just going to talk about Bob Fosse. So thank you for that that added little bit of insight. Um, Legendary stage director and choreographer Bob Fosse is the only person to win an Oscar, Tony, and Emmy in the same year. That was 1973. Question two. President James Garfield was assassinated by whom? A. John Wilkes Booth, B. Charles Gateau, or C. Leon Chalgosh? Hmm. Garfield. Um, I think it's B. That's correct. Booth was Lincoln's assassin, and Chalgosh was McKinley's assassin. Question three, which of the following is not a mountain peak in the presidential range in New Hampshire? A, Mount Adams, B, Mount Webster, or C, Mount Polk? Hmm, I'm gonna say Mount Webster? No, it's actually Mount Polk. Most, but not all the peaks in the presidential range are named for presidents. Mount Webster is one of them, who was named for Daniel Webster. And then there's also Mount Clay, named for Henry Clay, and Benjamin Franklin, Mount Franklin, are among those who are not named for a commander-in-chief. 
Very cool. Yeah. Question four. Which of the following NHL records is not held by Wayne Gretzky? A, most points. B, most goals with one franchise. Or C, most assists in one season. Um, well, he's the you miss 100% of the shots you don't take guy, right? That's him. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with the one that doesn't involve scoring points, which is C, <laughs> indirectly. No, actually, it was B, most goals with one franchise, because um, ah. Gretzky bounced around. He was originally with the Oilers, and then he went to L.A., and then uh, to the New York Rangers. I don't think I'm missing a team. I think it was just those three. But anyway, that record is held by Gordie Howe, who scored 786 goals with the Detroit Red Wings. Gretzky has 2,856 career points, and second on that list is Marc Messier with 1,887, nearly 1,000 less. Uh, Gretzky had 163 assists in 80 games in the 1985-86 season. So he holds 61, or at, at the time of his retirement, he held 61 NHL, NHL records. And now he holds 59. So, And finally, question five. Which of the following American Idol judges began his career as a session musician with such artists as Bon Jovi, Aretha Franklin, and Billy Joel? A, Keith Urban. B, Harry Connick Jr., or C, Randy Jackson? I believe that was Randy Jackson. That's correct. He played bass guitar. Mm -hmm. All righty. Sophie, are you ready for your five questions? Bring it on. Question one. I'm Yours, which spent a then-record 76 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2008 and 2009, was written and performed by what American singer-songwriter? A, Bruno Mars, B, Jason Mraz, or C, John Mayer? B, Jason Mraz. That's correct. Question two. Juneteenth commemorates the date in which the proclamation that the enslaved people in what state were now free by executive order? A, Mississippi, B, Louisiana, or C, Texas? I think it's C, Texas. That's correct. According to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, Freedom finally came on June 19, 1865, when some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. The Army announced that the more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were free by executive decree. This day came to be known as Juneteenth to the, by the newly freed people in Texas. Question 3. One of Gaetano Donizetti's most famous arias, Una Furtiva Lagrima, sung by the character Nemorino, is from which of his operas? A, L'Elysia d'Amore, B, Lucia di Lammermoor, or C, Don Pasquale? I don't know, B? No, it's actually A, L'Elysia d'Amore. Nemorino reflects on a single tear he saw in Adina's eyes when he was ignoring her earlier. He is then convinced that she loves him. You Naturally. always give me opera questions and I always get them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can cut that out. <laughs> Now I'm going to keep that indefinitely. Question four. What lake, which is bordered to the west by Oshkosh, is the largest inland lake in Wisconsin? A, Lake Winnebago, B, Pentonwell Lake, or C, Lake Chippewa? Um, A, Lake Winnebago? That's correct. The city of uh, Fond du Lac is also on Lake Winnebago. And finally, question five. French soccer player Zinedine Zidane was given a red card in extra time of the 2006 World Cup final 
after he did what? A. Picked up the ball and threw it off the pitch. B. Sent a volley of swear words at the assistant referee. Or C. Headbutted an opposing player in the chest. C. That's correct. This incident occurred in the 108th minute, and the Italian player on the receiving end of the headbutt was Marco Matarazzi. Italy went on to win in penalty kicks. So I better not be seeing any headbutts going on between the two of you today in our hotly contested grand final. I'll do my best. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, that's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Sophie at 40 and Matthew at 30, a really solid start. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week's question was about the G7. What is the only G7, that's group of seven, country located in Asia? And the answer is Japan. The G7 is an informal grouping of seven of the world's advanced economies, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, the United States, and the European Union. So it's really seven plus however many countries are in the EU. But the answer is Japan as being the only Asian nation in the G7. For this week's question, Juneteenth was granted federal holiday status last week by an act of Congress and it becomes the 11th annual U.S. federal holiday on the calendar. And so, for the question, of the 11 annual U.S. federal holidays, how many are on a fixed date? So, have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, in round two, you will each get five questions that are now open-ended. Each of them is going to be worth 20 points because the stakes are a little bit higher. I mean, you know, we're not going to give you some choices that might be wrong, could be right. Um, you're going to have to rely on your own knowledge. So, oh, and if you get one wrong, you're putting the answer for half points. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Carter. All righty, uh, Matthew, you're going to get questions about an actress who was born on June 23rd, 1957. That is... Francis McDormand. Are mm. you ready? Yes. Question one. McDormand's first Academy Award win was as police chief Marge Gunderson in what 1996 Coen Brothers film? I, I, the only, the only Coen Brothers movie that comes to mind is Hail Caesar, but I know that's wrong. So No. Sophie? I have no idea. Maybe Fargo? It's Fargo. Oh my God, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she became known for the the Minnesota nice accent that she used during the, uh, during the movie. Question two. McDormand played Elaine Miller, the strong-willed mother of aspiring rock journalist William, in what 2000 Cameron Crowe film? I don't think I've ever seen a single Francis McDormand movie, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, that's, that, is, <laughs> that is how that goes. Um, can you read the question again? McDormand played Elaine Miller, the strong-willed mother of aspiring rock journalist William, in what 2000 Cameron Crowe film? Oh, gosh. Uh, rock journalist. I mean, I don't know. Almost Famous. I know that's also wrong. <laughs> no, that's correct. It was Almost oh, Famous. Oh, it is? <laughs> yep. Good guess. She wow. Was <laughs> she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this role. 
And Kate Hudson, who was also in the film, she played Penny Lane, was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Wow. <laughs> I cannot believe Good I guess. Got right. Good guess. <laughs> Question three. I was like the only thing, I was the only Greg Rock journalistic movie I was aware of. <laughs> well, that was the big hint. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of movies about aspiring rock journalists. So, good guess. Question three. McDormand won her second Academy Award for playing Mildred Hayes, the mother of a rape and murder victim, in what 2018 crime drama? Okay, is this Three Billboards from Ebbing, Missouri? Yeah, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Outside Ebbing, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's close enough. Question four. At the 2019 Oscars, McDormand wore what German brand of cork sandals? Birkenstocks? Correct. Her yellow Birkenstocks created quite the red carpet buzz. And finally, question five. McDormand earned a, earned a third Academy Award this year for what film by Chloe Zhao? That's Nomadland. Correct. And the film also took home Best Picture along with myriad other awards. Alrighty, Sophie. For you, um, we're going to give you fellow Fargo actor Steve Buscemi, who was also born in 1957, although on a different date, December 13th. Are you ready? I guess so. Okie dokie. Question one. Before becoming an actor, Buscemi served as a what at Engine Company Number no. 55 in Lower Manhattan? Um, well, Engine Company Number no. 55. That sounds like it could be like a cool name for a restaurant or something, but maybe it is about trains. Um, so, uh, like train attendant? No. Matthew? Would that be a firefighter? Firefighter. He was a New York City firefighter from 1980 to 84. And after 9-11, Buscemi volunteered back at Engine Company number 55. Question two. Striking a different tone than his role in Fargo, Buscemi was in what 1998 Coen Brothers crime comedy starring Jeff Bridges as the dude, a Los Angeles slacker and avid bowler? I think this is the Big Lebowski. That's correct. Buscemi played Donnie Karabatsos, one of the dude's bowling partners. Question three. Buscemi has also done voice acting. He played the villainous Randall in what animated film? Monsters, Inc. Correct. And he reprised the role, of course, in Monsters University. Question four. Buscemi played the cousin to James Gandolfini in what crime show's fifth and sixth seasons, which famously ended in 2007 on a cliffhanger? Um, well, James Gandolfini, I, I feel like this is The Sopranos. That's correct, was The Sopranos. And finally, question five. Buscemi has appeared in Quentin Tarantino films, including Reservoir Dogs and What Film, starring John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, and Uma Thurman, in a cameo appearance as a waiter dressed as Buddy Holly. Oh, gosh. Um, well, wait, you said Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino film, starring John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, and Uma Thurman. Well, I know John Travolta's in, uh, what's it called? Saturday Night Fever. That's not my guess. Saturday Night Fever. Um, but I don't think that Quentin Tarantino directed that. And I think Uma Thurman's in, wait, I'm giving all my second answers. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction. That's correct. Yes, Pulp Fiction, decidedly different film uh, than uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, I don't have anything more to say about that. I've never seen that film. 
but I have seen reservoir dogs, and that was very, very bloody. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Of our contestants earned the same number of points in that round. So Sophie is still up by 10 points with 130, and Matthew has 120. Wow, very evenly matched. Alrighty, now it is time for round three. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Well, round three is a lot like round two, where you'll get five questions that are open-ended. But now the questions are a little bit... Uh, probably harder and so they're worth more points so now they're worth 30 points and if you get one wrong your opponent can answer for 15 points i hope they're harder i wrote them all righty matthew are you ready for your five questions i am but before we go i have to shout out sipu shemi's star turn and spy kids too which is like one of my favorite things he's ever done which he says um, do you think god lives in heaven because he lives in fear of what he's created <laughs> <laughs> spy kids too he says that that's a line. Yes, it's my kids, kids too. <laughs> I've never seen that. Well, Steve Buscemi, uh, if you would like to, reset. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, if you would like to be a contestant on Trivia Over Tea, um, please let me know. We would love to have you. Alrighty, question one, Matthew. What interstate highway spends just under a third of its one thousand five hundred and sixty-nine mile length in Texas before continuing north all the way to Duluth, Minnesota? Okay. So that's so it's north south. So probably a five is involved. Um, although, wait a minute. Would this be um, I 69? No. Sad. Sophie? Okay. I 35? I 35. Mm. Yes. Question two. The Children's Literature Legacy Award was formerly named for what author? of the Little House on the Prairie series. It was Laura Ingalls Wilder. Correct. The name was changed in 2018 due to her portrayal of African Americans and Native Americans in her novels. Question three. Camp David was given its current name by what president who named it after his father and grandson? Let's see. Well, I, I associate Camp David with Jimmy Carter, so I guess I'll just, I'll just say that, Jimmy Carter. It's not Jimmy Carter. Sophie? Um, I somehow have an association between Camp David and Eisenhower, and Eisenhower's middle name is David, so I'm going to guess Eisenhower. That's correct. It is Dwight mm. Eisenhower. And as you said, you took my fact, Eisenhower's middle name was also David. Question four. What famous interfamily feud took place on either side of the Tug Fork of the Big Sandy River? Yeah, I, I don't I actually have no idea. Okay. I, know, I guess. Sophie? I also have no idea. Okay. Maybe y'all didn't watch the AMC series a few years back. This was the Hatfields and the McCoys. And the, oh. this straddled the border between Kentucky and West Virginia. The Hatfields were on the West Virginia side and the McCoys were on the Kentucky side. And finally, question five. In the 19th century, tea was pushed as an alternate to another type of beverage by advocates of what moral movement which was eventually exported to the United States. Oh, um, was this the like temperance movement? That's correct. Okay. Um, according to historian Erica Rappaport, temperance reformers implied that by drinking tea instead of alcohol, consumers would achieve class and gender harmony, political citizenship, and a heavenly home. Very sweet.
Alrighty, Sophie, are you ready for your five questions? Let's do this. Question one. I-43 and I-41 both connect the Milwaukee area to what northern Wisconsin city? Um, northern Wisconsin city, Milwaukee. Maybe uh, La Crosse? No. Matthew? Um, Madison? No. This is Green Bay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I-43 parallels Lake Michigan, while I-41 takes an inland route through Appleton. Question two. What 20th century king of the United Kingdom abdicated the throne after he was told he could not marry American socialite Wallace Simpson? Um, oh gosh. I watched like the, the first season of The Crown. I really ought to know his name. Um, it was George's brother. So maybe like Edward. Edward the. Oh, well, <laughs> how would I know that? Um, <laughs> the third. No, I. What What do you? I mean, Matthew, do you know which number it was? Is it the eighth? It's Edward the eighth. Um, Give it to Matthew. Okay, yeah, Matthew. Matthew gets the points. It is Edward the eighth. There was much backlash from the British because Simpson was divorced and American. And Edward abdicated, and his brother, King George VI, ascended to the throne. And George VI is the father of Queen Elizabeth II. Question three. What famous national park would you find on Mount Desert Island? Mount Desert Island? I've never heard of that. Um, famous national park in the desert. I don't know. Zion? No. Matthew? Mount Desert Island. Um, I don't know, Bryce? No, this one stumped my parents too. Desert is actually a little misleading. I was hoping the island would be the operative word. It's actually Acadia National Park in Maine. Question four. The childhood home of Samuel Clemens, otherwise known as Mark Twain, is in the city of Hannibal, located on the Mississippi River in what state? Um, I feel like he's from Missouri. That's correct. His boyhood home is located very close to the Mississippi River, and the adventures of Tom Sawyer draws heavily from his youth experiences in Hannibal. And finally, question five. What English detective novelist had a notable love for tea, especially black tea with clotted cream, which was transferred to her characters? You said uh, English mystery novelist? Is yeah, that what English detective novelist. Oh, uh, Agatha Christie? Correct. Although Hercule Poirot, who appeared in numerous works, including 33 of her novels, prefers herbal teas. Very important to make that distinction. All righty, that's the end of round three. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? Sophie has expanded the lead by 15 points. So now it is 220 points to Sophie and 195 points to Matthew. Ooh. Alrighty, and now it is time for round four. It all comes down to this, and we will see who will take home the grand prize for winning the Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules for round four? This is the round four of round fours. Uh, here we have three questions, each of them worth 40 points. We're going to ask you to write down your answers, and we'll reveal them at the same time. Alrighty, Matthew, Sophie, are you ready? 
Yes, indeed. Question one. Called the Nobel Prize of Computing, what award is given annually by the Association for Computer Machinery for contributions of lasting and major technical importance to the computing field? Alrighty, Matthew, what is your answer? I believe it's the Alan Turing Prize. Sophie? I guess the Bill Gates Award. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Turing Award. So, yes, we'll give you credit, Matthew. It was named after Alan Turing, who was instrumental in helping the UK break German ciphers during World War II. Uh, following the war, he was convicted of homosexual acts, and uh, um, he has posthumously been pardoned by the Queen. On a personal note, my uncle Stephen Cook was the 1982 Turing Award recipient. Don't ask me what he did. I, I have no idea. I could not explain it to you. Question two. What British-Dutch multinational oil corporation is the largest company in the Netherlands in terms of revenue? Matthew, do you have an answer? I went with BP. Sophie? I wrote Shell. Royal Dutch Shell. Very good. That's ah. correct. It's headquartered in The Hague. That's the largest company in the Netherlands. And finally, question three. The Golden Spike, the final spike to join the rails of the Transcontinental Railroad, was driven into the ground by the co-founder of what university? Before we reveal the answers, Carter, can you give us one final score update? Yes, it is Matthew with 235 and Sophie with 260. Opportunity okay. for a buzzer beater here. So all Sophie needs to do is get this one right, and she'll win. Matthew can still pull it out, so let's see. Matthew, what is your answer? I said Stanford. Sophie? I said Harvard. The correct answer. For the Trivia Over T Tournament of Champions is Stanford University. Leland Stanford founded the university with his wife, Jane, and he was the president of the Central Pacific Railroad. And he had previously served as governor of California and later as a senator from California. And so, Carter, now that we've reached the end of the game and the end of the tournament, can you please give us the final score? We've had a buzzer beater for the ages with Matthew at 275 points and Sophie at 260. Wow, Matthew, you are the Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions champion. Wow. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Ah, <laughs> uh, what an honor. Uh, this is so exciting. Uh, thank you to my tea for sustaining me Oh, these many rounds. Uh, <laughs> thank you to all of you. Uh, Sophie, it was an honor to face off against you. This is so fun. Um, yay, thank you so much. And Sophie, congratulations on being our runner-up. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Congrats, Matthew. You are a fierce competitor. <laughs> That's, this is wow. a great game. This was so exciting, and I'm so glad that it, that it was so evenly matched and really came down to the end. So, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you to Matthew and Sophie for being on the show once again, and also for Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. 
And tune in next week when we have a very, very, very special episode planned where Carter and I will face off against each other in a battle to the death. And my brother Mason has apparently written 33 very difficult questions for us, so that'll be very exciting. We'll see you next week 